Hey folks, one of the Redneck Country Podcast. You're on with Real Redneck Tom Millard. And of course, we've got the almost guy, Real Redneck Bill Tom. Bill, are you there? I am here and uh, it's a beautiful night for a podcast. Beautiful night for a podcast. <laughs> and sitting beside me is Patriarch of Redneck Country, my father, Real Redneck Tom Millard. Dad, is your mic hot? It's hot. I'm here. We're at the goal. Let's rock and roll. Right. It's going to be a, a, an interesting conversation tonight, I think, because we've got a few things that we did that last week. But uh, tomorrow is a very important day in in my household, at least. I'm not sure about yours, but uh, tomorrow, what is it? Well, it would be, but I've just been too stinking busy. I don't even want to talk about it. I don't want to bring it up. Oh, it's it's coming up. Because well, hold on. Tomorrow from, oh. Because before you do that, I'm going to keep you in suspense. I see. Because I've kept dad in suspense. So we did some shot shout outs, shout outs, whatever you want to say. Oh, yeah. What are that's the great. kids saying these days? Shout out. Shout out, oh, dad. <laughs> the 73-year-old comes in with what the kids are saying these days. Shout yeah. out. <laughs> so, yeah, we're going to give a shout out. So uh, what I alluded to, I tried to look this up to pass it over to dad. And then I thought, I'm going to say it on here instead and let him know on here because he's like bugging me well what was said about me what was said about me what was said about me who said something and so i won't mention the person's name but we did get a message that said and, and i'm I, I am so neglectful on wanting to say this i am procrastinating on wanting to actually say this but they said we love the podcast where your dad was telling the old hunting stories Hey, yeah, there you go. Because it brought back memories of listening to my dad when he was telling us his hunting stories. And so I'm, I'm, oh, geez, Bill, you could uncage an animal right, right there. I'm I'm all up for that. I I love hearing them old hunting stories. Sorry. I I agree with the listener. I think they're, they're fantastic. (laughs) And it's part of what our history is, is all about is, is remembering it, telling it and making sure people hear it and understand it. That's what we started this for, right? Was I learned from listening to those stories. So, and then that's that you're in the tree stand or you're in the duck blind or in your goose blind or whatever it is. And you're, you're about to give up or you're going, Oh, but wait a minute. I remember when dad was talking about that story, he, when that time he shot that buck, he was almost ready to throw in the towel and it stepped out to his right. Just all happened in a split second. So I better keep an eye out to my right. I'm just going to sit here a little longer. And so that kind of those, that that's what fuels you when you're in the stand and hearing those stories and then putting them to use, right. Or doing a drive or how you set up your decoys and, and what worked for them and Lake Mill Hill, where he put the plastic tarp down on a really dry duck season. And all of a sudden ducks came from everywhere in the middle of a field, trying to land on this plastic piece of sheet of plastic because they thought it was a duck duck pond or a little bit of water in the field so all of that but can i say a but yep i have heard these stories forever (laughs) (laughs) and it's almost like he's got i don't know alzheimer's dyslexia uh, I, 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 short term memory. We know that for sure, because it's the same stories every time. And I'll get into that when you say, what'd you do this week, Todd? I'll let you know. But, but yeah, so we had to give a shout out, a shout out, whatever you want to say. And then I figured let dad puff his chest a little bit. Cause they're like, we really like listening when your dad tells those old stories. Hmm. There you go. Well, so. you know, it couldn't have been uh, any better when it, when Todd 
puffed you up like that, but then he also beat you down <laughs> at the same same oh, breath. Yeah. Like he couldn't let you have that little. I don't think pity. I beat him down. Oh yeah. <laughs> you said he had Alzheimer's. You said it was the old stories. I didn't say he had it. I said it's it's similar too. Oh, I get it. I get it. <laughs> I could tell the stories. We don't need that. I could, yeah. and I could probably tell them better. Yeah, it's no different than the, the the time we had the podcast where your dad said, "Hey, I can cut out twenty five minutes of this podcast because I heard that story seven times already." <laughs> yep, <laughs> got that right. Those are the good ones, though. Yeah, that's the good good stories. So anyway, sorry, Bill. What is tomorrow? Break it down. No, tomorrow is, well, it's, it's like my Christmas here, you know, Ah. it's opening day of the bow hunt for, for uh, deer hunt in our area. And, uh, I always take it off work and sometimes I have some success. Sometimes I don't, but I tell you what, it's always nice when opening day of deer hunting season comes around and we're, uh, high hopes for tomorrow you know gotta have high high hopes so i'm a little distraught because i've been so stinking busy that i'm not even ready i'm not even going out tomorrow you're not even going out not even going out i don't even know who you are right i don't even know who i i I don't even want to look in a mirror i just been too busy and i haven't had a chance i gotta move some stands i got two brand new stands i haven't even gotten out yet i got piece of property that we got permission on we've never hunted you know what those all sounds like excuses because i tell you what happened to me this week and i won't get into it too much but we lost, and I'm still distraught over this. I don't know how much I want to bring. I'm not going to bring up too many of the details as to to, to around it, but we lost our hunting property uh, where my brother TJ and I primarily do our hunting on up north this the week. The Alliance. The Alliance. We, uh, we have uh, some property that we hunt. Uh, that uh, does not belong to the camp. We leased it from from a landowner. Uh, long story or, uh, short, um, we now no longer have permission to hunt this piece of property. So, when you talk about starting starting all over, being too busy and stuff, we are right down that path this this year. And uh, you know that's that's for my rifle hunt. Now <sighs> the bull hunt, I hunt on public land. So so you're good to go. I'm good to go. <laughs> I, I can't put up a stand. I'm not allowed in Simcoe County Bush to put up a permanent stand. So I'm, I go where I'm pretty sure that there's going to be, and I'm going to make things happen. Now you use so, it. You're going to make it happen. That's what my season's going to have to be all about like this year with lo- the loss of the hunting property, with hunting on public lands, uh, going in blind to a couple different spots. I like your I, optimism. I, yeah. Yeah, I have no choice. I got to be optimistic or I'm going to sit in the, you know, just lay in bed and wish that I was out in the bush. But you can't shoot a deer from, from your bedroom. It's not at my house anyways. So there's only one way to go about this. It's to play your odds. Listen to the Redneck Country podcast. Get all the tips that we've we've, we've given out in the past. Put them all together and, and put them into a, a make it happen type season. So you know, starting it's tomorrow morning, season all over again. Be about. Yeah. yeah. Right on. So, See, yeah. and I, I could go. I mean, we got stands and other pieces of property and stuff. I'm just not feeling ready. I, I haven't yeah. even really shot my bow much, so I don't even want to. I'm just, yeah. This is like the yeah. first deer season. I'm bleh. Yeah, it gets like that too. I mean, life happens. You get busy and stuff like that. It's just, it's just where where you want to go. And and for me, like I said, I haven't even uh, since turkey hunting season. I really haven't been out in that bush. I'm going to hunt tomorrow morning too much. Um, I know they did a little bit of logging, but uh, that that's long since gone. And I'm going to sit pretty much in the exact same spot where I shot my turkey to start. 
and then just kind of hunt the morning. So climber or tent? Uh, well, no, I, I'm going to sit right in the ground. I got a, a ground line set up. I got, um, you know, my seat, uh, my uh, ozone generator system the, above me for wind control. So you're I got taking... my apple conco- concoction already built. So I'll be <laughs> right in the ground. You're taking your crossbow then, aren't you? And I'm taking the crossbow. So you might as well have <laughs> yeah. a thermos of tea. Yeah. Well, I'm going to have a thermos of coffee. I'm going to switch it up tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go with the Todd Millard. What? Uh, if you've got coffee, of, of you got to break out the compound bow. you got to grunt a couple <laughs> times. You should climb a tree and just stand on the limb. That's what us yeah. men do. In fact, I, well, I've been even playing with maybe taking a longbow out and then just scaling up a tree and, and standing on the limb. Yeah. With the amount of deer you have in your area, I'm sure you'd get one anyways. <laughs> so, yeah. But I don't, I don't know. I'm optimistic. I think that, you know, um, I'm going to hunt in the morning anyways. If nothing happens by about noon, then I'm going to make my way home and pack up my goose hunting stuff. Yeah, so. and then what? And then what are you going to do, Bill? I think what I'm going to do is take my son on the day before his 16th birthday on his first ever goose hunt. Whoop, whoop. So, yeah, he's <laughs> he's pretty excited. Well, that's good. Let's hope it works out. Yeah. Yeah. I think that he's, no uh, you now, know, huh? it's the experience anyways. No pressure. No, not at all. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Man. We'll Crap. get one or two geese in and he'll we be gotta, happy. We got a lot all. to live up to now, don't we? Oh my gosh. I didn't know it was a, his birthday. Yep. It's his birthday on uh Sunday. And uh, we typically on, on the Saturday or his birthday, we'll go golfing or something he wants to do. And this year, it, it just so happened that oh, we got the invite from you guys to come down for for, uh, for a hunt. And uh, yeah, I, yeah, he didn't even hardly blink, you know. He says, well, as long as I can be back for, he's going to Canada's Wonderland for the, the, the haunt thing that they, they they put on there with his buddies uh, later in the evening. But I said, I'll have you home for that. But right on. So yeah, we'll be down for, for the hunting. What time do you have yeah. to pull back? What time do you have to leave here to go back, Bill? Mm, maybe one o'clock or so. Yeah. And yeah, noon, one o'clock or something like that. So. We, we have all the time in the world and worst case scenario is I just drop them off there. <laughs> so I have to drive right past Gannis Wonderland anyways. Yeah, that's true. That's home. true. You do. Yeah. So no right pressure. Now. Maybe he'll be all ready for the hunt covered in goose blood. It'd be good. Maybe <laughs> feathers and blood. <laughs> a camel. Yeah, we'll just, we'll just, just hand him a couple carcasses and say, there, throw them over your back. You're good to go. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, it's going to be an interesting weekend. So that's kind of what we're going to do. Yeah. I guess we don't really talk about that much. We normally don't because do. now that a we got pressure now from Hunter and his birthday. B you're coming all the way down, and mm-hmm. C now we have to admit we went goose hunting on the next podcast, yeah. <laughs> whether successful or not. Normally we could just no, oh, we didn't do anything this week. <laughs> Yeah, we just skim right over the fact that it was an almost guy hunt. I'm confident. Oh, here we go. I was out at 7 o'clock this morning, and uh, I went scouting, Bill, and this field that I got lined up for Saturday had about 200 in it, and and no exaggeration this time. There were... They were up the. Was there exaggeration of, last time? No. <laughs> now, now the story comes out. No, we, we weren't sure because we couldn't see properly, and we figured there was a lot in there. And but this time, I 
took the binoculars. I didn't have my binoculars, but this time I had my binoculars with me, and they were up the side of this knoll, on top of the knoll, went over the knoll, and side to side in the field. I saw them leaving, saw them coming in, saw them flying around. I could hear them from the from the road, and yeah, they were way back in the field. They were so noisy. They were there. That's exciting. So, uh, so is it a 150 decoy day to get these ones in? I think yeah, it's going to be. I think so, yeah. I was debating, Dad, if we do the family setup. Well, I, you know what I was thinking? Oh, here we I go. I haven't put this, I haven't said this to you yet, but the last time we got into geese, there's always a nice flock. The wind quits. They swing around. They come, come in behind us. And then they come in from the side behind us where you yeah. can't shoot, and they land right behind us. So I got to thinking, there's going to be six of us. So I got thinking, I'm just going to turn my blind and face it backwards. Oh, and good I will grief. You are not. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going to be ready. Yeah. Uh, and the first block's going to come right in on top of us. He's That's going to be fine. getting up and having to spin the his blind blocks, around. The Take first... the guy that has the hardest time getting out of a blind, the slowest to get back in a blind, and he's going to be out screwing around, swinging his blind. Happy birthday, Hunter. We screwed up four flocks <laughs> yeah. right there. No, 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 no. If I'm facing the wrong way, there's six of us. That's five of you guys facing the right way. The first flocks in are always small bunches. They ain't going to leave. But that big group that comes in and circles and then they come down and you can hear the wings and there you can hear them hitting the ground behind you and you think oh my gosh they're on the ground behind me i am going to be facing them and they're going to be going to limit out they're going to be mine you're not going to have enough shells in the gun you know That's you can only true. put three shells in you know yeah, that right I'll carry six two birds. in my mouth <laughs> and if the gun is empty, it stays open. I'll grab one, throw it in, hit the button, oh, yeah. pop another one. It's open again. Grab the other one. Because the, the one button. thing that describes the patriarch of redneck country is speed. Speed. Is what? Yeah. Speed. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> speed and agile is the first thing that comes to my mind. I, I, I was thinking accuracy, but I mean, there you go. Oh, Yeah. So by the time he gets up, the geese have seen him. They're now flying away. Then he gets the gun mounted. He lines up. The first shot might hit a goose. Are you even going to pull the trigger on the second, third, let alone to have two shells in your mouth ready to load up into the... Heavens, yes. I, <laughs> I have gotten triples in geese. It's not unheard of. It's just that now we have six people. And so I don't shoot crossways. When it was just you and I, I've got lots of triples. I let him think that. I was actually shooting five <laughs> I, at a time. You and I shot I dropped two geese. with one shot, three, well, two, you twice be quiet. In, a, in a flock. You and I shot 20 geese one day, just the two of us. You didn't shoot them all. Oh, and it was cold that day. We were looking for anybody wants some geese because our hands were frozen. Trying to clean trying, them. Trying to clean geese. Yeah. yeah. And we skinned them at that time. But all right. Well, okay. So you're going to face the other way. I don't care about that. Do we do the family setup or do we do the big you? Well, I was, I've been doing my research and I've been looking at pictures. <laughs> and I, I went downstairs today and I looked pictures. I was going to say research as far isn't back Google. As 2009 and looked at the setups and the ones with the big numbers. We're right in the middle of the setups, spread out. 
Right in the middle of this. Right the, in the middle. You look up the pictures. So like have. a couple rows in front of us, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which is what I tried to tell you last time. Yeah. And then they <laughs> land. But right, oh, no. We got to be right on the front line deep dad. They look right at us when you're on the front lines. And Give them 10 yards. They landed right around us and right in the decoys, right with us. Yeah, because you had 10 yards between each, each decoy. And you had room between each blind, too. Well, all right. There you have it, Bill. If we screw it up, it's his fault. Well, somebody's, somebody's gonna get some shooting. It don't matter. Well, right? I think it'll be uh you gotta change it up. If that's if that's what worked in, in all those pictures, I mean this is what we talk about, right? History. And when we're sitting in the tree stand thinking about it, well maybe this is what we think about changing the spread up like to what the, the pictures say worked. All right. So am I putting the big long lines out on that you dad? Well, I when I looked at today, I was shocked that some of these pictures were 2016. I couldn't believe they were five years ago, and we did not have the big long lines. We had a pocket, and we had you know V's or I've Q's. always had big long lines. Not you look at the pictures, and we had space between. And my gosh, we're we got a bunch of dead geese in front of us, and uh, they were landing right around us. I'll show you the pictures. All right, and these and this was five years ago, so. You know what? I don't know. We can do whatever you think, but we'll geez, that's not putting the pressure on me. Eh? <laughs> uh, all right. Well, no there pressure. you have it. No pressure. There's our there's our thought process come come Saturday. I will say that Connor's all pumped and this field sucks for covering up because it's it's wheat, but it's like the weeds have grown up. So it's green and not like wheat colored. <laughs> Oh, it's it's wheat. It's wheat's up. The wheat's up six eight inches. It's but is all, it not all green? It's all green, but the but winter wheat is green. It's oh, it's winter green. wheat now. It was wheat wheat the last no, time. No, we it were was there. harvested wheat. It's been replanted into winter wheat. Well, what, that what was the last time we were there? It was wheat with weeds. Now <laughs> it's been it's been plowed and winter wheat planted. So now it's green. So Connor is gone, and he's grabbing as much weeds as he can from everywhere and we might start brushing blinds in tomorrow night so that it's pre-brushed and then taking a whack load more green with us the day of on saturday morning so we could put it around the blinds yeah i stopped in this morning and talked to the farmer and so he's all set with it and uh i, I said to him will you please hold it for us for saturday and he said yep and we've had this field for oh years but it doesn't always have the crop that holds geese. But this year it's been good for us. And I want to make sure that we hold this field. So uh, I said, what do we need to do to, you know, be the first people in here? So we're going to get together. We're going to take them down something, either maybe a bottle or a case of beer or something, and and tell them that, uh, hey, you know, we we just want to be able to drive by, see the geese and drive in. He says, sounds good to me. So. We're good to go. Oh, that's good. Do we drive or is it golf cart? Uh, yeah, we drive. Time? This field was rock solid last time. It'll be, it'll be the same. Well, right. it's planted winter wheat now. Are they okay with us driving on it? Yeah, it was last time. I don't think it was. It was. You look at the pictures. I should have brought them a shot. Ah, all right. It was planted the last time, but the wheat just wasn't up as high. It's, it's <laughs> planted. It's up. The wheat's up, and them geese are in the, in the wheat field. All and right. What we did was we dug down underneath to get the old uh, 
stocks that were already harvested. Well, you raked. You didn't dig. Let's be no, clear. We, dug. Not... We, didn't, we didn't rake in that field. You couldn't rake. You didn't have a shovel. You weren't digging up crop. We used our hands. There you go. We used our hands. You say dug. dug. Farmers go, ah, you're digging up my crop. No, we went down between See? the wheat Joe that Biden was sprouting moment. up and grabbed handfuls of it. And we found rows of it. And that's what we that's what we brushed in with. But we were the old dead stocks. We didn't pull the new green stuff. And now the new green stuff is even higher. So we need green. So Connor, anyway, moral of the story when he's done is Connor's grabbing a whole whack load of weeds, going to fill a truck, and then we're going to brush the blinds. In. Perfect. We'll be down there early enough to help out. So. Oh, yeah. No worries. No worries there. Mm, so, so what did you yeah. do this week? Do you want to go first, Bill? Oh, dude. I can't. I can't say too much. I've had a, a, enough time already on, on the, the conversation here. But what we did do, I got to. I got to say thank you uh, to Sandra and her significant other, uh, Steph. Sandra. Steph and, Sandra Pollock. Sandra Pollock and uh, her significant other came down to Steph. Toronto International Trap and Ski Club, and we had a, a great time on uh, last week. Past uh, was Sunday, actually. So they came down. Uh, on the way to uh, vacation for a week, wherever they were headed. Awesome. And we shot three rounds and we had a great time. I've only the, met the him a couple times. He seems like a pretty good dude, but I met him once. He, at, he's solid. Yeah, great guy. Oxford Absolutely. Sportsman Club that I met him at, a, at the car show. Actually, they were there. With their... Oh, yeah. So how yeah. was the shooting? Oh, good. I mean, uh, between the three of us, we... Uh, you see, they were getting ready because I think they were shooting, going up to do some uh, um, grouse hunting. And uh, so he he had his 870 pump, and he was trying uh, you know to, to get accustomed to that again with, with some field loads, and and uh, he did okay. I mean he was he was happy with the way he shot. It took him a couple rounds, or it took him to the second round to get uh, onto the birds with the gun. But the whole point of the the exercise for him was to get ready and, and create that sight picture for when those birds are flying up in front of him. But uh, between uh, Candace, Sandra, and myself, we you know we we had our trap guns and we were hammering birds and or, uh, uh, pigeons so yeah we had a good time i uh, i think i shot a uh, 23 22 and maybe a 20 or something i don't know so you're feeling better now to, what, what's that starting to feel better you know what it's starting to come around i mean i'm starting to to not think about it as much as i was you know three four weeks ago but at the same time um i did try a couple new things um uh, on, on my second round, which, which worked out better, you know, uh, I typically would hold a little bit longer on the house before I pulled or I yelled pull just to, to make sure the gun was fit. And I, and I'm getting more comfortable putting the gun up, looking down and, and yelling, uh, pull like maybe a second faster, if that makes any sense. That's, that's a lot of time when you're doing that a second. Yeah. So, and that, that to me made a difference because now I'm not thinking about it before I'm calling for the target. But, but are you, are you looking out past 20 yards past the house? Yeah, no, I still do the soft focus thing, but I'm able to get that soft focus faster. Like to get my eyes to, to, to kind of focus on about 20 yards out for a little bit faster. And, and I can pick that target up quicker. Um, I seem to on Saturday. Anyways, it was right. targets were perfect to, to, uh, to, to change it up a little bit. So yeah, we had a good time. Candace broke, I think 21. She, <laughs> she and Sandra did the same. She was, 
smashing targets, uh, blowing them up, making them, making them disappear in front of her. It was great. We had a great time. Shot three rounds all together. We were there for about, I don't know, two hours, um, uh, between walking around. We, uh, I showed them the, the international, uh, or the Olympic bunker. Uh, they were kind of having a, a mini tournament or competition there. So we, we watched that for a bit and yeah, no, so we had a great time. Thank them very much. I really appreciate them making the trip up and and uh, coming up to our home club. So yeah, that's awesome. Well, yeah, and then this weekend uh, uh, we start our inner club or inner county. So we're just getting ready for that one. Yeah, you do have a busy weekend. Yeah, yeah. So I don't think I'll be shooting that. I'll shoot the makeups for that one because it's Hunter's birthday on Sunday, and that's when the first inner club is. So ah, gotcha. There you go. So that was my week. Right oh, right oh. Sounds good. Yeah, your turn. What's going on uh, in St. Thomas Land this uh, this week? Flip a coin. Either who, one of you. Are you saying off. who are you talking to? Who gets to you go? You both first? live in St. Thomas. You flip a coin. Dude. Whoever have an arm wrestling match. Whoever gets who wins it can go first. <laughs> you, and we're going to be down a gun, but it's okay. He'll be facing the opposite way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Here we go. Had a good week. First of all, here we go. He's got to, he's got to pump up for it. My buddy, Bill, there's always something going on. I am busy. I'm telling you, I don't Uh, know how I ever had time to work. I'm, I'm not kidding. I just never get bored. It's just, I wish I could get bored once in a while. Anyway, my buddy, Bill, uh, borrowed a muzzleloader to go on his first deer hunt last year. And so this year he said he wanted his own. So Todd and I went with him and he bought a brand new traditions muzzleloader that takes the new uh, federal fire sticks. And so he oh. is really happy. Have you seen cup. these? No, I don't think I have. So it pretty much take it, it's in, instead of dropping the powder down the muzzle and having a breech plug and all that crap, right? This thing break action opens like, like most muzzle loaders do, but the chamber is <sighs> wide open. There's no breech plug because it's built to take these federal fire sticks that then it's just a plastic sleeve with two of those powder charges in it for a hundred grains. They also make them in 120. And then it's, it's a, it looks like a plastic shotgun shell. Almost you put the 209 primer in the back of it and then you just slide it in. You and put the 209 primer in the back of the, of the plastic, plastic shotgun shell thing. Yeah. So it's like a, it's like a shotgun it, shell. You're, you're like loading, but, shell. but the, but your load, like you still got to load the bullet from the muzzle. So it's still a muzzle loader oh. and it's still black powder, but right? The nice it's the triple eight is what's in it. It's fouls less because the plastic's because protecting it where it where it really heats up, and huh. you don't have to try and, and that breech plug doesn't seize in there. You don't have to worry about getting it out, and you to don't got to worry about making sure it's clean. The the little pinhole where it fires and the spark down from the primer, the hunt, and you just open it up, take out that expended uh, powder case, and now you can clean it like a shotgun right through from one end to the other. With a so that that plastic piece obviously I mean, if you clean doesn't it, yeah. uh, get go through the barrel like a wad no, does. No, 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 oh, no, 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 no. It's like a shotgun shell. Huh. It's just All it is go. is it ignites, just boom, and pushes that bullet. You open the gun and pull it out, and the the bullet's gone. So if you want to swipe it between each round, you can swipe it right through from either end. And Isn't that interesting? there's no jam in the bullet down and say, did I put the powder in? Because you open it up, is the powder case there or not? You know right away. 
That's pretty slick. Yeah, it is slick. You get a, a scope on it too, and same with a scope combo. Yeah, three by nine variable. Hmm. Yeah, really nice gun. Really nice looking gun. You guys have a chance to uh, to put a few shots through it, or yeah, just buy it. Everybody sold out of the fire. Sticks. I had to order them online today yeah, for. So they haven't come. Oh. They're on their way. Speaking of online, my seven by seven by seven feet high. Uh, Cabin blind is shipped. It's on its way. Oh, it's on its way. That's the awesome. Booner Thunderdome. So now I just gotta figure out how I'm gonna get it up in the air. So. And, and 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 so I'm gonna I'm gonna self plug, but not intentional. Millard Outdoors <laughs> is now a dealer of such. We've ordered five of them, right? And and they're coming. And so Dad's got his. I just got a call today from another company out of Wisconsin, I believe, that makes the covers for them. They seen that I was a new dealer. And so they gave me a call and asked if I would. So they were looking dad to see if we wanted to be a demo for this cover. They said it's an insulating camouflage cover. And so I, it, it, instead of having to brush it in or, or just leave it as dark plastic up on a, on a, on a stilt, it's a full blown insulated Camouflage cover goes over, fits it perfect where the windows are. Shoot through windows if you want, and the whole nine yards. So we might have to wow. look at that as well. I thought that was pretty neat. Yeah. But that's cool. And then he said it's insulated, so it doesn't take much to heat the thing, and it will hold its heat. <laughs> so you save propane I'm if you're using a propane to be out heater. Of the wind and the rain. Yeah. Well, the thing is, you got to get your your kid there to help you and take the time to put it up. Yeah, that's the thing. It yeah. could be next year by the time you get this thing up. Oh, well, we got the month of October. Uh, yeah, we got the month of October. So I'm hoping it's going to be in place. I still got two and, stands to move. Yeah, I'm excited two about to put being out, which able makes to four to put out. Take my swivel chair so I can swivel around in there, 360 degree view, and I can stretch out my bad leg. I, I don't. I won't have to keep it cramped up. This company also stated that they make a rocking chair for hunting that they recommended. <laughs> I've actually seen one of those at Cabela's and I was very tempted to buy it for the hunting shed deck. It, yeah, was, it was a camouflage rocking chair said, that was like a fold-up no, no, no. type thing. That's how we made it. We've built it. Our, the whole goal of this company is the comfort while hunting. Yeah. Well, the, the Taj Mahal is a thing of the past too, by the way. And I said, well, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so is, is, you know, is that on the property you lost? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's too bad because you used to talk about that every year. I know. I was downstairs doing my workout today. I was downstairs doing my workout today and I was looking up at the, the deer skulls I had and it just made me sad because the three skulls that were there were from this property. <laughs> so, uh, but anyways, no point crying over lost property, I guess. It's going to happen more. It's going well, to. This one works out and uh, I like it. I'll have another one for next year. So I'll have a choice of where I sit. Well, the kicker yeah. now, we got to build a big stand for it. Yeah, that's all right. You figured it. I mean, there's uh that's good. I'm glad you guys are able to to get some of those uh, on order. And and with this COVID stuff, it you know things are are, are longer lead times. Uh, hopefully, you get it in time. Yeah, well, they told me twelve to twenty days. And then then they're going to be here maybe a bit quicker. So I'm pretty pumped. Good deal. And I'm looking forward to trap shoot. I'm going to trap shoot it for a couple weeks. I think uh, that's trap shot. If you're just going to give a shout yeah. out, whatever. I haven't shot trap. <laughs> For a couple <laughs> weeks, because two weeks ago was when the storm came through. You couldn't even you couldn't even go outside. I mean, it was 
dangerous. It was, it was bad. Dangerous. It was dangerous. Everybody was calling, <laughs> are you guys in the basement? Are you in? The? I said, no, we're standing out here in the front door watching it. Get in the basement. No, <laughs> but it was bad. So we didn't, I mean, there's no sense in even shooting in that. And this week there was a big thing going on at the club that we wouldn't have never got a trap. So my, my nephew who moved away to Calgary when he was young, younger, he was at Todd's wedding. And on Todd's wedding day in the morning, instead of a bachelor party the night before, the morning of the wedding, we had a trap shoot. So they surprised me. Yeah. Woke up to like 80 boxes of shells loaded and the whole wedding party and family and friends yeah. all embarked on That's the gun back club. when we were still loading and I made sure that everything was loaded. And, and uh, of course the, the wedding party, the guys in the wedding party and his friends and, and my nephew and everybody was going to the wedding. They, we, all the uh, guys, there had to be 20 guys out there. I bet we went out to the gun club. We had the gun club exclusive and we shot trap all morning. Well, That's and then, awesome. so there's more to that story, Bill, because it's well, my wedding day. Well, mine with my nephew. Oh, of course. My nephew borrowed one of my trap guns and did pretty good. And he loved it. Well, then he moved to Calgary. Well, two weeks ago, he moved back. Since then, he's been married. He's got two kids. His son has never holds booth joy now, maybe. 12, 12. 10, 11, 11. He's, he's 11? never shot trap, never seen it. And so I said to Matt, well, the next time we go to our club, you and, uh, your son come along. So he's all excited. His mom told me, my sister-in-law, oh my gosh, that's all he's talking about. He can't wait to go trap shooting again. So this Wednesday, hopefully it'll be a nice day and, and take him out trap shooting and uh, with Bill and Todd and we'll have a good time. So, so I'm looking forward to that. So that's what I started to say, but on the day of Todd's wedding. Oh, can I tell that now? Yeah. Well, you're going to cut me off anyway. So I'll get, you. I'll get a little bit into this. <laughs> you get it started. He had to be. <laughs> this is a good story. He had to be back home. Wedding was two o'clock. He had to be back home to get ready for the wedding. So the wedding party had to leave and I had tons of stuff to do. So I said, okay, some of you guys are just coming to the wedding. Some of you are in the wedding party, but whatever you guys Got to get home and get ready, get into your stuff. And I got to go now. And because I've got stuff to do even before that and make sure who's, who's giving Todd a ride. I'm like, somebody give Todd a ride. Yep. Yep. Get him back so he can get dressed. So I left. So well, lo and behold, the guys wanted to go shoot skeet. Lo and behold, he never showed up. To well, get hold on. You're ruining the whole story. No. Like spoiler alert. That's I, how you tell a story, no, right? No, no. You can tell what happened. So regardless, the guys wanted to shoot skeet after we were done shooting all the rounds of trap. So I'm like, yeah, we got time. Let's go shoot some skeet. So some, some folks left, but a, a bunch of us went down and you know, skeet it's fun, right? Like you're just, you're yeah. hanging with a bunch of like a big group. And so we shot a couple rounds of skeet and then it was time to go. Well, I got to close up. Cause I knew what I was doing out there. Like I was on the board in that. So I know I got to close up and make sure that the hydro's off to the machines and they're uncocked and, and the high house and the low house are all closed and locked up. So, okay, well my best man's there and, and all the guys in the wedding party, my brother-in-law's there and, and a couple others. And so I go in and I, I, I go up in the high house and I lock it up. I go down and I lock up the low house. I come out of locking up the low house and the last freaking vehicle is driving down the lane. And I'm the, running the after you. it. 
and chasing this thing down going, hello, you wait, you got to stop. Well, this guy, he's like, well, I got, he lives out in the country. I got to go home and get ready, dude. You're getting ready to go to my wedding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you don't get me home, there's nothing for you to go home to get ready for. So he, all right, well, I guess so. So he gives me a ride, which is the other way, the opposite way he's going. Well, I show up. Well, there's my best man. There's my brother-in-law. There's dad's nephew, my cousin. They're all already decked out, set, ready to rock. And and I walk in and dad goes, where have you been? Good grief. Everybody else is ready. Waiting on you. We got to be at the church in 20 minutes. Blah, 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 blah. Well, if the best man, my cousin, and my brother-in-law all didn't drive away and leave me out there, I'd have been here. So yell at them, not <laughs> yeah. me, as they're sitting there already decked out in their tuxes going, where you been, Todd? <laughs> yeah, at the gun club with no freaking ride. <laughs> not cool, Bill. Yeah, I got some good pictures of that. Funny. In fact, I got one blown up on my wall. It's really good. I really like it. That Todd and I just crossing as we're changing stations on the line. I have that picture downstairs. I got it too yeah. on the wall. Anyway, it's a good day. Yeah, that was a neat thing to do. Yeah, there's nothing better than to do that. My dad, I think, when uh, when he got married, he went grouse hunting with my grandfather for his uh, on his wedding day morning. See, I don't even know. Right. I don't know if he got anything or not. I never asked him that. <laughs> That'd be all right. That'd be pretty good. Yeah. Anyway, so are you done? Not yet. I'm going to lead into Saturday. Oh, of course. Anyway, the weather was so bad the whole week. I mean, we got torrential rain. Everything was flooded. In my block alone, I know. <laughs> he talks like we live in Louisiana or the, the in, Gulf and down in Florida or something right on the coast. Yeah, this, this, <laughs> I've never seen it like this. In my neighborhood alone, five neighbors that I know of were flooded out of their homes. The hardware store was all out of plywood. But not only because they're building new subdivision here. Jeez. <laughs> anyway, they were flooded out. They lost their furnaces. They lost their they lost their hot water tanks or washers or dryers. Everything they had stored. They after the water went down, they had three inches of raw sewage in their basement. Oh. Thinking. And right today, I walked. This is like a week and a half. A week later, uh, I walked around the block and and. I know them all, and they every one of them has big dumpsters in their laneways. They have big storage bins in their laneways to store stuff while the renovations are being made, and there's renovation trucks up and down, restoration trucks up and down the street. Like, it was really bad. And so I was driving around looking for a place to hunt geese for Saturday, geese or ducks, because ducks opened as well. And every farmer said, yeah, but not this weekend, way too wet. Can't get out there this weekend. Don't even want you walking on. Yeah, he's talking about last week, yeah. to be clear, for opening day of duck. For opening day. That's what was happening to me. Nope, not. So we didn't have a goose field. I found fields with geese in them, but farmers just didn't want us. Like, everything was flooded. It was wet. Uh, didn't even want us in the fields. Just said, nope, not going to happen this weekend. So we decided to, to sit on a, on a pond for the morning, and we hadn't scouted it out. We didn't know anything about it, but it typically it holds a few ducks. And we thought, it's going to be a slow morning, but what the heck? If we go in early, scare some ducks out of there, I'll be happy uh, knowing that there's ducks in there. And just wait for them to come back and see what happens. It's just going to be commodity. And so we went in, and you want to take over from there? 
I can. So it, my, turn anyway. now? my turn now. Yeah. I, I will. Might as well give it to him. Yeah, I, I'm, I mean, I won't tell it right. I, I know where I want to start, but he'll say, no, 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 don't start there. First off, we weren't sure how well it was going to go because it's a buddy of ours has a dam there and the dam had let loose because of all the rain. So he went in the night, the Friday night before opening day of dock and rebuilt the boards for the dam. And I was there that afternoon. It was dry. I'm sure that there was going to be water there. And so it was flowing so much from the dam above that it was f- completely full again by the time we got there the next morning. So oh, that's too bad. He, he said that there were ducks in there. It wasn't completely empty. The dam had let go. So it wasn't completely empty. So what he did was decide to put all new braces and all new crossboards in two sections of this dam. So he pulled them all out. So now it was just down to the original stream. Yeah, the it was dry. The original stream was still running water. And so when I was there, he was just having everything. He had a couple of guys cutting and he was placing. And he said he'll have everything placed in an hour. And in 70 minutes, it'll be full. There's so much water coming through there. And it was. So let me tell you, Bill, I have talked about the fishing kayak, the battleship that I built and how awesome it is for bass fishing. But yeah, this, this, this thing was, was built kind of with that uh, as a primary purpose, but primary, you had a, a secondary thought. And so the best invention and possibly the best investment on top of that, that I've ever done is this kayak. Cause let me tell you, it's so wide, 43 inches wide. It's so stable. Anybody listen, new canoe frontier 12. It's a wide open deck. I mean, they make fishing kayaks that are more money and got, you know, more bells and whistles that they're thicker and they're, they're stationary seated. You can't move your seat up and down on track rails or anything. They're built for fishing like a Hobie PA, whatever, like a $7,000 fishing. But this is modular. So they built it for fishing but it's also can be used for hunting. They make a hunting blind for it, but I didn't really need it. I bought the camo one and I'm wearing camo. And so I thought, well, I'm just going to take it down. And, and then we got a boat at least to retrieve the ducks. We're going to need it. Well, yeah, for sure. I'll tell you what. So snuck that in. Well, as ducks, you could see them on the other side. They'd come in. I could, I could float over and sneak them. Now I wasn't as agile and quiet as I should be because Wood ducks are pretty freaking weary. So sneaking them on a really still dam with, with bull rushes is the only thing between you. It's a little difficult, but I was able to retrieve dad's big Canada that he, spoil alert that he may have, may have shot. It will get into that. Yeah. But it's the story (laughs) that goes with it. That makes it, I mean, everybody (laughs) whoop de doo you shot a goose. Anyway. So, Dad could tell that. So opening day, that was it. It was a little bit of a bust for the ducks. We we put three out when we no, first you got put there. More than three. I only seen three. Connor and I saw more than three. They didn't all go out at once. So there was six or eight, and they all went out kind of different different intervals because we were there in the dark, and it was just getting light. We weren't worrying about being there way before light. We wanted to scare them out and get them coming back, but the big deal was. The water, even though the dam was back in place, that it usually trickles over the dam. Oh, it was but moving. Because of the week before and this being so flooded and so wet, it was it was six or eight inches of rushing water over the dam. So it was really full. 
And to get where we wanted to get around the pond, you had to walk over this 12-inch cement, I don't know what you'd call it, just like a, a, a... Well, it's the dam. Yeah, like it's only... Yeah, but it was up in the air, too. This thing is a 12-inch square the piece beam. of cement. It goes from one one side of the cement dam to the other side. I'm of the certain there's dam. a beam in there. It's concreted over. And <clears throat> and you had to walk over that. Well, I mean, I fished. I used to take the kids fishing in there when they were small. Todd and his sister, we used to go in there fishing when they were really small. And then I'd go back by myself. I never let them walk across this. But I'd just straight out walk across it, get the other side, and I'd fish bass and stuff. And so I walked up there, and Todd said, there's no way you're going to walk across this. Oh, and I said, if, well, if you <laughs> fell off, A, he can't walk a straight line on a, on a, on, on a laneway. Oh, I can't. Yeah, flat surface laneway. Uh, you're going to balance beam this thing across yeah. with rushing water that okay. looks like Niagara Falls. One little oops. It isn't like, oh, dad fell in and got wet. It's, yep, dad's dead. I mean, mom may praise us, but it, it ain't going to be good the other, any other way. Well, I don't know. Maybe I, I inherit a bunch of guns. i Bill, when, when I walk, and I walk a lot. You know I that. Practice. I practice. Yeah, practice absolutely. walking in a line. So when you walk, there's a curb on the road, and then there's about a 12-inch piece of cement <laughs> that goes out to the pavement. You along the edge of the curb. walk on these curbs. Yes, and I practice. And I say, I'm on the dam. I actually do. I'm on the dam. <laughs> and I, I can walk. See, I, I like, uh, I can respect your, your preparation in doing two things. blocks without stepping off. I watch some people do that. I'm thinking, you're pretty freaking senile. Look at this wacko walking <laughs> the curb like they're three years old. Yeah, I can walk that piece, and I can do it for two blocks without stepping off. Yeah. Confidence, but, but there's not rushing, there's raging water that drops water, 50 feet straight down yeah. in concrete at the bottom. But it's a little different, yeah, when that's there. But I was doing it, so I said, "There's no way you're crossing that." Because so he says to me, "Come on up here where where there's a nice edge getting in, because we needed to be up." Look at him cut me off. Around who the is side. this you're guy? Right, we needed to be up and around the pond under the trees around the right where where they usually sit. When they come back, we needed to be there. Yeah. You still got to be where the ducks want to land. Yeah. So he says, come on, you come with me. We'll get you in the kayak here. And I said, and the kayak kayak is safer Sorry, than Biden. me walking on that cement. I've been in you, the kayak. You went in that thing again? Yeah. I've You're been braver in than walking on cement pieces. So he says, no, no. And I have my hip boots on. <laughs> which would, which on. would pull them down. You might as well. You so, should have put your chest waders on if you're going in that thing again. Well, I walked in. I walked out just over my knees. Got in, sat down, and of course he steps in and it rocks. And that, uh, with my experience, that oh, scares yeah. me. Oh, oh, <laughs> yeah. That scares me. Whoa, 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 like, whoa. No, it wasn't. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And I'm grabbing onto the side. He <laughs> said, Will you break. be quiet? And he paddles across, and we're going across the I deepest part. I gave him a freaking gondola ride for Pete's I know sake. where the main water flow is. I saw it yesterday afternoon. I know where the main water, the deepest part. And we're going across. And I said, okay, don't be going way up where you want me to sit. Get me out of this thing as soon as possible. Cut right in there at that low spot. Like, I don't want to be in this boat any longer than possible. Cut it straight across here and let me out. And so when he stepped out, I was it wasn't as bad as I thought. He didn't rock it too much. And then he pulled it up where it was solid, and I thought, oh, thank heavens. And Good but you grief. know what? I sat there worrying the whole time I sat there. Well, I got to do this to get back. Good grief. <laughs> I gotta get You could have walked out the other way to the next concession. Oh, yeah, I could have. But you, you, you walk all the time. I mean, what's anyway, the big deal? We sat there. That 
there was uh, what four of us. We sat there, Michael Connor, Todd, and I, and we got two duck chairs that you sit in, and they come. They are come pretty right, cool, right over you. So like those camping chairs that fold up and fit in a bag, right? Picture yeah. that camouflage, but then it has a hood and then mesh like a like a deer blind mesh that comes down over you on a hinge like it's it's almost like a spring loaded it's not but it moves really easy and it comes right down over you on the ground like a tarp almost and then this a square is cut out in the top but so you can not, stand up and shoot it's not like a deer chair or a turkey turkey chair where everything's open chair. at the front it it's right up over your head and you're looking up through a hole in the top and there's a piece at the back and it's mesh, but there's a, another hood inside the mesh hood that goes right over you that you can slide up over your head. So they can't see so the movement. So you can't even see through the hood, through the mesh and over your head. And then you can see through the mesh and there's an opening that you just stand up through the opening. You put your gun up and stand up. They are actual duck chairs. They're pretty I, cool. I bought That's a pair neat. of them and Todd and I have used them and they work great. And I thought, you know what? We have people go with us. We need more than two. Do you think I've ever been able to find them again? Oh, well, you didn't tell me you wanted right? more. I, I, I can, I, I'll I, find them before the end of the podcast. No, I'll bet you won't because you can't find, you can find. Well, how long the podcast going to be? You can find deer, deer chairs. <laughs> you cannot find these duck chairs. I have looked and looked, we'll but see. they're cool. So anyway, Michael and Connor sat in them. I also have this, this uh, six foot high accordion style blind that we stretched out in front of the trees and, and stuck in the ground and Todd's and I sat in chairs behind it. Now the ducks never came back. Uh, we sat there, we were visiting, we we're having a good time. It was a beautiful morning, you know, with good company. I'd go out every now and then in the kayak, just up around the corner to see if I could flush just any. See if you, yeah, see if yeah, anything was moving around. Ride and, and uh, come, he'd go to the bridge and come back again. And it was cool watching him going paddling in through there. And he's got all kinds of confidence. I don't, but he does. Oh, it's, and uh, so anyway, we're sitting there. Well, he's out in the kayak and he disappears around the corner. And then he comes back around. He's just coming back around the corner of the trees about, oh, I don't know. How far were you? Oh, 50, 50, 60. I wasn't that far. I don't think. Well, anyway, 60 yards or more away from us. And we hear a couple of geese. Oh, oh. We hear them coming and they're coming from the east and they're coming straight at us over the trees and they appear over the trees over todd and connor says there they are right there well todd's out there his his calls are sitting next to me in the chair but i've got my own calls well prepared again yeah, so but i got my calls so anyway they're they come over the trees so i get on the call and i give a couple calls and it, they turn now and come right at us. They were going to look like they were going to fly to the right of us, but they turn and come right at us. They're pretty high though. The tree. Oh yeah. They were over the trees coming. They got over Todd and he takes a shot. I wanted to so badly see what this kayak's going to do when I'm in the swivel seat elevated up on top and I pull the trigger on a three and a half inch shell. I so was so, so, but I took my time. All right. Make sure my feet are, <laughs> and my, my feet are stable. I'm wide enough. I've got my body spread. By the time I do that, these geese are almost past me. I'm shooting straight up in the air, but that kayak bill, it did not didn't move. move. I it, didn't even no. know I pulled the trigger. 
If I was in there with him, I'd be saying, put the gun down, put the gun down, don't shoot. Didn't even <laughs> rock it, didn't even know. there. I don't even think there was there was a little bit of wake come off my kayak. Isn't that interesting? Oh, I figured buddy. you would have listed all over the place. I'm telling you, this thing is the best investment I have made. You are not going to stop me now from dropping it in the creek and anyway, just floating down. These two geese flared. I mean, they did the old Wingstall flare, dippity-doo, and the gun went off, and they separated. So I got on the call, and they came back together, and they come right at us, but over the trees. And where I am sitting behind this big maple tree with the pine trees around me, I am looking up through the branches, and I get a glimpse of them coming, the, the pair of them. One's to my, just to my left, and one's going to be right over me when they come, but they're flying side by side. And I said to Connor, Connor said, you're going to shoot? I said, I'm going to take a shot because this is, this is my <laughs> shot. So high. Straight over me high, right? This is my shot. This is my shot. So I bring the gun up and I'm following him. There he is through the leaves. Oh, I can't see him now. Oh, there he is. Okay, here's an opening. Yep, there he is right in the opening. And I brought the gun right up to his tail. I swung through his body. I kept swinging. Now, he's gone past the opening, but I just kept swinging to where I figured he'd be because it was just all one motion. Boom, I shoot. Now the other one is out to my left, and he comes out from behind a limb going over me. And I thought, okay, I'll swing to that one. And I swung to that one, and as I was passing him, I was actually leaning so back, in, back far back in the chair before I got to the point where I could shoot that I couldn't get in front of him. I shot, but I couldn't get in front of him, and I almost tipped the chair over. And Connor's yelling, good shot, good shot. And I said, why? Did that first one come down? Are you kidding me? It's laying right there in the water in front of you. Down <laughs> under the doorbell. Right through the leaves. I took the branches and leaves out of that tree, but I was right on with the swing. And he was laying right there in the water. Okay. That's the old one-shot smackdown. I have, that's, see, I was right. The, the, the defining characteristic of Dom Lord is accuracy. And, and... <laughs> Todd comes, he comes paddling in with the kayak by this time. And he says, did you get one? Did you get one? Connor says, yeah, your dad made another amazing shot. It's laying right here. Listen to his description, the pronouns. And then (laughs) Todd says, well, who grabbed my calls? And I said, that wasn't your calls. That was my call. I would use a mine. Are you kidding me? That actually sounded like a goose. So I had two highlights. (laughs) Because normally he sounds like for a, you in the in the kayak. I shouldn't have, but I did. <laughs> so I anyway, did. he went. And, so anyway, Connor says, "Hey, the owner of the mill and his family is that the duck chair? No, that's the deer chair. Yeah, since I told you, you can't find what we got. Oh, well, you give me time. Carry on. He's he still didn't find it. So anyway, up his house sits up on the hill south of the pond." And he's got this big deck that looks over the pond. Well, they're out watching now because they heard the shots. They're out. Connor says, hey, look, they're watching. So I waved. He waved. Todd paddled up, picked up the goose and and held it up. And, uh, you know, they gave a clap or whatever. And they went back inside. And But that was the only thing we got. But I was happy. We weren't skunked. That's good. Yeah, I had a couple highlights. That is a couple highlights. It makes it uh, makes it exciting when you can at least get yeah. some shooting in. And so making that shot and then telling Todd or Todd telling me I sounded like a goose because a few nights or two nights later he's telling me I didn't. Like he's telling <laughs> no, me he he messed up away. again. I don't know what he did. 
I don't know. He how, is how pretty judgmental at times. So when you can get a a compliment just from honest. him, I think you're doing all right. Just oh, yeah. honest. It's honest. honest. It's just an honest. I just tell it how it is. So I said, <laughs> I, I said to Connor, hey, so we need to come back now because we were on the shore and we did see some ducks come drop in in the weeds, but too far to shoot at. So I said, we need to come back in our kayaks and just sit in the bulrushes in the kayaks. So we did. And I will tell you, we sat there and sat there and sat there. And the problem is because all the fields are so freaking flooded right now or at that time, opening day of duck, like the farmers weren't letting you drive in them on our way. They're, they're everywhere living in the yeah. fields, right? They're sleeping. Heads are tucked under their wings in the fields on the edge of those little puddles that are everywhere. So we weren't very high hopes that they were going to come in, but we got buzzed a couple times by wood ducks, but really high. And so we sat there, watched a flock of geese go out. And then four minutes before legal shooting time, I seen four come, come flying. Kind of say, here they come, here they come. We see the silhouettes because we only got four minutes. It's dark. So we see them coming. So we get ready. Well, they, they circle and land out away from us. So I said, well, I'm going to go. We got four minutes. I'm going to see if I can ninja sneak up to them and just paddle real quiet and, and slow. Cause it's fairly dark down here on the water. And if I could put them up as I'm paddling away, another three or four buzz us. Connor's standing up now on his kayak. Cause he wanted to watch over the bull rushes at me going at him. And he takes a shot standing up in his kayak no issues at all. I said, were you standing up? He goes, Oh, <laughs> I guess I was. Didn't have a problem. Yeah, so now wasn't even thinking about I'm it. confident now we get these things. I mean, I'm telling you, I'm going to go put in best, best investment. Not only can you fish, but now you can go hunting. And then he was grabbing bull rushes and sticking them around on the front of his and beside them. And I mean, they make a, a blind cover that you can put over that has the straps to, to brush it in. But I don't even know if I need that. I was just hiding in the bull rushes. So now we know where to sit. We just got to get back out there again. And I'm going to drop in once all these ponds freeze up. And the only thing left open is the running water of the creek tributary that flows into the lake. We're going to drop in and just coast all the way whacking ducks as we go. Because they'll be Sounds living like in those, plan. those open water creeks. So I'm pretty pumped. It was it's so it's so stable and it's so it's just easy. I love it. I love it. Go buy a kayak. Mm. Yeah, well, the funny thing is, every time I go on a Facebook marketplace, there's one for sale, and I just keep swiping, keep swiping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, way too many, uh, way too many things on the go right now to put another uh, kayak there. I, I sold off some stuff today, and and uh, we're gonna liquidate some more uh, from the Tom property here and start to condense. So you're getting rid of stuff. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, a few things. So, well, I got a, a couple of things that need to go. A couple of things that need to go. I hope you're not talking about Candace. <laughs> no, no, not a chance. No, I she takes good picture, care of me. I saw the picture of the of the second car you added to your collection. Looks pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and uh, the one you're working on. Saw those pictures. That's cool. And I was thinking about yeah. them today because. I was out walking this afternoon. It was a beautiful day, and we've had some nice afternoons this week. And I thought, you know what? I got to put the car away within a week or two. And I should have been out driving uh, this week. And I've been so busy that I haven't had it out since the car show the other night, and it's soon going to be put away. And I thought, nuts. I got to 
I got to get it out, go for another cruise before it goes away. But did you get it out? No, not today. Not yet. Eh? Time. No. Yeah. But yeah, well, that was the other thing I did last week is I put the boat away. It was a sad day, <laughs> but uh, you know, it was one of those exciting days, sad days all at the same time because uh, I had Hunter out there and he helped me every step of the way and I taught him how to winterize the boat. So kind of a proud dad moment that I could pass that activity on and uh, show him that it's not all just catching fish and there's some work involved and he was right there every step so yeah winter's coming and there's just not enough weekends left to get out on the water again so that had to go away too time to get the stuff put away guys so we've had a good week we're looking forward to seeing you tomorrow night you and your son looking forward to the hunt saturday morning so yeah looking forward to getting down there and uh no pressure Nope. No pressure. Going to be good. I guess we'll see you tomorrow night, Bill. All right, guys. Thanks uh, Thanks for the chat. Yeah. Good talking. And that'll do it for this week, folks, for the Redneck Country Podcast. I'm Bill, the Almost Guy Tom. And I'm Todd. And thanks for listening. And, folks, if you want to be part of the podcast or you want to give us some feedback or really contact us about anything, feel free to email us at podcast at theredneckcountry.com. Again, that's podcast at theredneckcountry.com. Thanks for listening. Talk to you again next week. <laughs>